Hey y'all, I'm Stephanie Duke, a brand and website designer for legacy-minded homemakers in business and your host for the Homemakers in Business podcast, where we talk about branding, websites, marketing, and entrepreneurship through the lens of being a stay-at-home wife or mother. It's my hope that this podcast will be a source of inspiration, encouragement, and actionable advice that you can implement into your own business, whether you're just considering the idea of starting a business or have been at it for decades. I'm here to help guide you to building a business that works for you through strategic branding and marketing tips. So let's get into today's episode. If you've been in business for a minute, you know that owning your own content is vitally important to the long-term health of your business. Social media is just borrowed land that can be taken from you for really any reason. I mean, don't get me wrong, social media is important for promoting your business nowadays, but it is not the saving grace that some people make it out to be. Owning your own content online is far superior. So where do you even own your content? You own your content in your email marketing, your podcast, and your website. There may be a few other places, but those are the primary ones that we'll be uh, considering. But in today's episode, I'll talk about the latter. Having a strong online presence is essential for any business owner, but especially for service providers. Your website is often the first point of contact with potential clients outside of your social media, um, and it can make or break their decision to work with you. Websites give your business immediate credibility with potential clients, a place to host your marketing content, such as blog posts, videos, podcasts, photo galleries, and so much more, as well as a place for clients to securely book appointments and pay invoices with you. So there's really no downside to owning your own website unless you simply don't manage it well. A website can be your most valuable asset, or it can be the thing that turns potential clients away from you. Now, I want your website to be a valuable asset to your business, so today I'm going to cover seven mistakes that I constantly see business owners making on their websites. Hopefully you aren't making these mistakes, but if you are, I'll give you some tips to correct them quickly. All right, you ready to dive in? Let's go. Okay, mistake number one, your website pages are not skimmable. When it comes to website content, less is often more. Visitors should be able to quickly scan a page and understand what it's about without having to read through large blocks of text. When there's too much text on a page, visitors are likely to get really overwhelmed and just leave the site altogether. Now, this mistake can be even more significant for visitors who are using mobile devices, aka cell phones, as large blocks of text can be especially hard to read on smaller screens, especially if... um, they are visually impaired or older individuals whose eyesight is you know, declining. So you have to really consider your ideal client and their abilities. In addition to using large blocks of text, another issue that contributes to poor readability is including irrelevant details in your copywriting. So when visitors come to a website, they want to find the information they need quickly and easily. They are not interested in reading about every detail of a product or service if it's not relevant to their needs, especially if it's their first time visiting your website. So when creating website copy, it's important to focus on the most important information and present it in a way that's easy to understand and digest. This will not only improve readability, but also keep visitors on your site longer and increase the chances of them taking the action you want them to, aka buying from you. 
So you can create a skimmable web page by breaking up your content into smaller chunks. So here are some more specific tips to achieve this. One, use headings and subheadings to organize your content and make it easy for readers to scan. Use larger font sizes for your headings and subheadings to make them stand out from the paragraph text, the larger blocks of text. So make sure you use the most relevant keywords that a visitor would be scanning for. Some examples are ready to work together. Start here. Three ways to get the website of your dreams. Like free stuff. These are all uh, good examples of headings and subheadings. Then number two, use bullet points and numbered lists. People love lists. These are great ways to break up long paragraphs of text and make it easier to read. It's also a great way to draw attention to key points. So things that are going to be more important for them to um, make sure they read. Then number three, keep your paragraphs short. So like I've said many times already, um, long paragraphs can be overwhelming and difficult to read. Some people will just completely glaze over them entirely and only read your headings or some of your bullet points and stuff. So keep your paragraphs short and to the point. Cut out filler words and aim for two to three sentences per paragraph. This will be really helpful if you work with a copywriter, which I highly recommend. Um, number four, images, graphics, and videos can break up large blocks of text and make your web pages more engaging. So use relevant imagery that helps create the vibe you're going for or illustrates a point. Number five, use white space. This is just simply empty areas around your text or imagery. It helps your content to breathe and makes it easier to consume. It's just much more visually appealing. Number six, pay attention to your layout. Don't just have section after section after section of an image next to a heading and a paragraph. Break it up and give it some variety. Do an image as the background with a bold heading, followed by an image on the right with a few bullet points on the left, followed by three boxes of text with headings and subheadings. Just make sure the layout makes sense for your content, but don't get stuck using the same layout for every section of your website. Okay, on to mistake number two. You never update your website. Ugh, this is a big one. Google considers outdated websites to be dead and therefore bumps them down significantly on search rankings. So if you have outdated content such as blog posts or promotions from years ago, it can also signal to visitors that your website is not a reliable source of information. Now, this ends up hurting your credibility and reputation. It can signal to visitors that you're not actively managing your website, which may make them question whether your business is still operational. So this is especially true if you have promotions or deals advertised on your website that have already expired. Visitors who see those outdated promotions may be deterred from engaging with your business or making a purchase at all, which can obviously result in a loss, uh, a loss of sales. Like the copyright in the footer of your website is an important detail to keep up to date. This seems like such a small thing, but it's actually really important. It shows that your website is current and that you take your business seriously. Because if I'm looking at a website and I'm recording this in June of 2023, if I look on a website and it says copyright 2022, I know that you're not maintaining your website because it's been six months into 2023 and you haven't changed the copyright. So anyway, no new content is another sign of neglect. 
So it's important to keep your website fresh with new blog posts, podcasts, pages, or page updates. Just do something. (laughs) Consistent updates will also signal to search engines that your website is active and relevant, which can improve your search engine rankings and help you attract new clients. Now, an easy way to uh, to consistently update your website is to make a blogging schedule. You don't have to publish blog posts weekly. No, I mean, even just once a month is enough to tell search engines that you are still making relevant content. Blogging is super duper awesome for SEO in general. So I highly recommend it. And it's really easy. It's just a simple way to show visitors that you know what you're talking about and make the search engines happy. (laughs) Mistake number three you ignore the signs that you've outgrown your current website. If you're not getting ideal leads or booking higher paying clients, it could be a sign that your website is no longer optimized for your target audience. So perhaps your website design copy or your branding is no longer resonating with your target market, or it doesn't reflect the quality and level of service you offer now. So if you've changed your business model or the focus of your business, your website needs to reflect those changes. I mean, an outdated website that does not align with your current business strategy could deter potential clients and negatively impact your brand image. If it's been more than about five years since you refreshed your website design, it's definitely time to reassess whether it still reflects your brand and serves your current business goals. Consistent branding across all your marketing efforts, including your website, YouTube channel, social media, whatever you're using, is essential Inconsistent branding can create confusion and make potential clients question whether they're even on the right website if they're familiar with your brand elsewhere. So even just refreshing your website can provide an opportunity to implement new technologies and features that enhance your user experience, streamline your processes, and improve your search engine rankings, which we've obviously covered is very important. Overall, um, neglecting to update your website can be detrimental to your business's growth and success. Mistake number four, you've designed your website for your personal style taste without considering your ideal client's style. So designing a website based solely on personal preferences rather than considering the preferences of your ideal client is a common mistake that can result in a lack of engagement and trust with potential clients. Your website should be tailored to meet the needs of your target audience rather than just being solely a reflection of your own aesthetic preferences. For example, you may love like complex Victorian type inspired designs, but if your ideal client is an aging grandmother that's 65 plus, then she may require a bolder, easier to read sans serif font choice. The Victorian type, (laughs) it may be prettier, but if it's not functional, then it's not going to lead to sales. So this doesn't mean that your website shouldn't reflect your personality at all, especially if your business is rooted on your personal brand. However, to avoid this mistake, it's important to conduct research and understand the preferences and the behaviors of your ideal clients. This can be done through surveys, feedback forms, Instagram story polls, which is a fun way to do it, or just analyzing your website's analytics. By considering your ideal client's style and preferences in your website design, you can create a more effective and engaging website that resonates with your target audience and therefore keeps them on your site longer, which is what you want. The key 
is to find a balance between your personal style and that of your ideal client so that both you and your audience are happy with your final result. I always say that the magic happens when you and your ideal client both are in love with your brand. You're a wife, a mom, a business owner. You're a busy woman. It feels like you never have enough time to do the things you want or sometimes even the things you need to do. While I wish I could come over and help you tackle Mount Laundry while you close your eyes for a few minutes, I can help you get some time back in your business. My VIP Design Day service was created just for you. It is a fast-track design process created for successful, overwhelmed homemakers in business that need help tackling their mile-long to-do list. This done-in-a-day service is ideal for show-it website template customization, sales page design, and website maintenance. All you have to do is hand over your content, and by the end of your VIP Design Day, you'll have a brand new or updated website ready to start selling for you. But don't take my word for it. My wonderful client and friend Mara and I have done several VIP design days together, and here's what she has to say. I've been stressed out about my website for years. I never have time to update it, and I was really worried about finding the right person to help me work on updating it. The entire process of working with Stephanie was even better than I could have dreamed. Seriously. She made my life so easy. She's super organized and cares about your business so much. She's also a total show-it rock star and design genius. I love how organized and easy the VIP design day process was for me. I have a lot going on in my business, so sometimes it's hard to be available to respond and collaborate on things, but Stephanie did an amazing job of preparing for our time together. We had an organized list. She was super thorough at making sure I got everything over that I needed to, and everything went so smoothly. So for more information on hiring me as your in-house designer for the day, go to stephanieduke.co forward slash VIP dash design dash day to get current pricing process details and fill out the application. You can email any questions you may have to hello at stephanieduke.co. I can't wait to hear from you. Mistake number five. Your website navigation is messy and unclear. Now, if you're familiar with website terminology, your navigation is simply the menu with options like home, about, contact, blog, etc. Having a clear and easy to use website navigation is absolutely crucial for providing a positive user experience. If your navigation is cluttered with too many options or uses vague or cutesy language that your ideal client may not understand, It can cause frustration and confusion and ultimately drive potential clients away from your site. So to avoid this mistake, consider simplifying your navigation by categorizing your pages into broader topics and limiting the number of pages in your main navigation. Use clear and concise language that your ideal client will understand and avoid using industry jargon or buzzwords that may be unfamiliar to them. Also consider placing your navigation in a common and easy to use area, uh, or not easy to use, easy to find area of your website, such as the header or sidebar. By making it easy for website visitors to find the information they need, you can increase engagement and conversion rates on your website. So I would personally suggest limiting your main navigation to no more than eight options. 
In most cases, I believe including the home button is irrelevant because most website visitors know that you can click the logo and the header to go to the home page. So here are some examples of good um, navigation. If you're a chiropractor or a therapist, I would include about, services, patient portal, contact, blog, and locations. And if you're an online business coach, I would include about, services, blog, contact, podcast if applicable, resources, and student login if you have online courses. So anything else that you have, um, I mean, you could have hundreds of pages on your website, but they should all be able to be found under these uh, primary navigation options. So you could have a drop-down menu or just you go to these uh, one of these pages, like your service page, and then you click through the services page to get to a specific service. Okay, mistake number six. We are almost done. Your website is not mobile friendly. According to Oberlo.com, I have no idea if I'm saying that right. You can read the show notes <laughs> and correct me if you would like to. Anyway, as of February 2023, over 52% of total web visitors, uh, web visits are done on mobile devices. This means you should always, always be designing your website with mobile in mind. If your website is not optimized for mobile, it can lead to a poor user experience for visitors trying to access it from their mobile phones or tablets. One of the common issues with non-mobile friendly websites is that the content may not adjust to fit the screen size, leading to text or images being cut off or overlapping each other. This can obviously make it very difficult for users to read and find what they're looking for, leading to frustration and ultimately causing them to leave your website. Are you sensing a trend with all of these mistakes? They tend to lead to frustration and people just abandoning your website. So this is why I love, absolutely love show it as my website builder. Unlike most traditional website builders, you can edit the mobile and desktop versions of your site completely separately from one another. The mobile editing screen even shows your site mocked up with a phone so you can see exactly how it will appear once it's live. You can rearrange elements, hide elements, change colors, and add additional features, and so much more on mobile without it affecting the layout of desktop or vice versa. This makes it incredibly easy to create stunning SEO-friendly mobile websites. So you've got no excuse. <laughs> now, not having a mobile-friendly website can also negatively impact your search engine rankings, which, once again, we've already discussed is super important. Google, for example, favors mobile-friendly websites and even has implemented mobile-first indexing, meaning that it primarily uses the mobile version of a website to determine its search engine ranking. So if your website is not optimized for mobile, it may not appear as high in search engine results as other websites that do prioritize mobile design, which makes it harder for potential clients to find your business organically. All right, finally, mistake number seven. Your lack of visual hierarchy leads to a cluttered and confusing design. Visual hierarchy refers to the arrangement of design elements in a way that creates a clear and logical structure which guides the viewer's attention to the most important information first. So when a website lacks visual hierarchy, it can lead to a crowded and disorganized design that overwhelms visitors and makes it difficult for them to find what they're looking for. Um, 
to, to think of a website that lacks visual hierarchy, think of your old MySpace page, because those were not, um, those were definitely not uh, strong with the visual hierarchy. They were quite cluttered and collagey looking. So just, just think of that and avoid the MySpace look. So anyway, one common mistake is to have too many design elements on a single page, such as large blocks of text, which we've already defined is a no-no, uh, multiple headings, images, videos, and other graphic elements. This can just make the page feel chaotic and users may struggle to determine where to focus their attention. Another common error is using too many different fonts or colors, which can make the page look unprofessional and really difficult to read, especially if you're using contrasting um, uh, contrasting colors in your fonts. It's really best to limit the number of fonts to no more than three and colors to no more than three or four main colors alongside some neutrals that you can use as backgrounds and stuff and use them consistently throughout your website. So important information should also be given prominence through your visual hierarchy. This means making sure that key information such as calls to action or important messages are given more visual weight than less important elements like um, little flower elements that you're putting next to a photo or something like that. For example, um, important headings should be larger and bolder than subheadings and buttons that lead to important actions should stand out with a different color or shape and be consistent throughout the entire website. For instance, on my website, all of my main calls to action are gold, which stands out from the kind of neutral beige backgrounds that I use and the primary green color that I use for other things. So overall, a clear and logical visual hierarchy can improve the user experience on your website, helping visitors to find what they need quickly and easily and ultimately leading to more conversions and better engagement. All right. In conclusion, having a website that represents your business and brand well is obviously essential in today's digital age. However, avoiding the common mistakes discussed in this episode is equally important. Your website should be skimmable, up-to-date, mobile-friendly, and designed with your ideal client in mind. Nobody else's, just yours. The layout, navigation, and visual hierarchy should be clean and uncluttered with a clear call to action and easy-to-use contact forms. So by addressing these mistakes, you can significantly improve your website's user experience, build trust with your potential clients, and likely increase conversions. Remember, your website is often the first impression you make on potential customers, so investing time and effort in creating a high-quality website is essential to your brand's success. Use the tips provided in this episode to improve your website and take your business to the next level. And if you're ready for help up-leveling your website, I do offer both custom show-up website design services and template customization services. I'll leave some links for both in the show notes so you can check out the details. And yeah, I hope this episode was super helpful and got your wheels turning on ways to improve your own website. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're loving the Homemakers and Business podcast and want to hear more branding, website, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice, I'd encourage you to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are the main way new shows get pushed out, and I'm eager to continue growing this show in the community around it. 
You can find me on my website, stephanieduke.co, and on Instagram and Facebook with the same handle, at stephanieduke.co. All this information will be in the show notes as well. I hope to hear from you soon, and just thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.